Welcome to California Groundbreakers, a place that sets trends, starts movements, and shakes up how things are done around the world. We're inviting interesting people doing innovative things to sit down and talk with us about how they're asking and answering the big questions facing all Californians. Our goal is to inspire change across the state, one conversation at a time. Listen in so you can know and better understand what's happening here in California. Find out how you can help and get involved and get inspired to break your own ground. When it comes to worldwide capitals of street art, Sacramento wants to put itself on the map. The Wide Open Walls Mural Festival runs over 11 days with 40 artists from 12 countries painting all types of surfaces, from small business walls and back street alleys to silos and water towers in the suburbs. When they look around Sacramento, what will catch their eye? When they put down their brushes and paint sprayers, what will they leave behind for us? We hosted a panel at Beatnik Studios in downtown Sacramento, focused on wide open walls and the plan for creating a world-class street art scene in California's capital. Thank you all for coming. Thank you to the panelists. I don't do introductions. I feel like the, the panelists know themselves best, so I let them introduce, my, introduce themselves. So obviously I'm Vanessa Richardson, I'm here. I'm an art lover and I have a lot of questions like many of you about you know, what art means in, in Sacramento and, and what's the future of art, especially public art in Sacramento. So that's why I wanted to put this panel together. So let's start with the gentleman on my right. Well, I'm sorry, left, uh, obviously your name. Uh, briefly, what your role is, what you do, because we're gonna go more into depth than that in questions. And then I always like to ask a personal question just to get a sense of who you are and, and what you enjoy. Um, so my question today is, uh, what is your favorite or a favorite piece of public art in Sacramento on the street, on a wall, in a gallery that you really enjoy, that inspires you? Um, so let's start with uh, this gentleman right here. This gentleman's name is David Soban, and I am the producer and founder of Wide Open Walls. I'm going to start off by asking how much time do I have for an introduction, because I can go for an hour, and I'm thinking I got like two-minute introduction. How two about, how Just about be honest. 20 seconds? 30. 30 seconds. That is not possible. Because we're going to ask a lot about you later on. Um, let's just go straight to my favorite piece of art. My favorite piece of art in Sacramento, we haven't seen it yet but I think you're gonna see it this week during Wide Open Walls. And that's it. <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds. All right, next up. Good evening, my name is Mike Testa. I am the president and CEO of Visit Sacramento. I've been on the job for just over a month now. I've been with the organization for 16 years. I am a fifth generation Sacramento, so I have a lot of roots in this, in this city. Moved away for a number of years and came back. My favorite piece of art, and it's probably appropriate that it's by the convention center. It's the yellow dog in between the community center theater and the convention center. Somebody keeps stealing his cane. It's been put in like five different times. I don't know why somebody steals his cane. I feel bad for him. But I don't know what it is about that piece of art, but every time I walk by it, it just it makes me smile. I think it's really cool. What's up, y'all? My name is Demetrius Washington, a.k.a. Bammer. Um, I'm an artist, muralist, one of the guys who will be painting over the next 10 days here in Sacramento. Um, been painting in Sacramento for the last about nine years, been enjoying it, so you know, we'll see what happens this week. And I have to ask, what does Bammer stand for? Oh, Bammer is an acronym. It stands for Becoming a Man Righteously. Oh, can you hear me? Becoming a Man Righteously. Hello, my name is Rafael Delgado, and uh, one of my favorite, 
One of my favorite pieces is actually this guy, like six years ago, or I don't know, uh, six years ago I saw him walking down the street and I was like, hey, you Bammer? You remember that? It, outside the temp? Del Paso Boulevard. And I was like, hey, are you Bammer? And I'm all, I curate a gallery right here, man. Come, come, like, jump in my car. And he, like, jumped in. We're just like, <laughs> and he's just like, I was like, dude, that, like, I love your work. He's like, that's what's up. And, you know, so we had a great uh, interaction. We've worked together. So actually, I'm honored to be here, like, working on the same plane as him. So, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, uh, painter, this is my neighborhood. I love seeing so many, like, new and familiar faces. Um, I'm on SN12. I've been there as an artist for uh, about six years, but I've been in Sacramento about 10 years. So anyway, thank you. And I was going to say, we did have a fifth panelist, Christina Angelina, one of the artists for, I'm just going to say WOW, the acronym for Wide Open Walls, who is based in uh, Venice Beach, LA, but her travel plans got changed as, as they do, so she, she couldn't make it. So we're just going to have to deal with these guys, but <laughs> all guys. Um, but my first question is for David. Obviously, uh, the, I went to the panel discussion last year about the Sacramento Mural Festival, and I because it's very interesting. It was at Clara Auditorium where we've had many of the events. So I wanted to ask about, I guess, the then and now. How did that mural festival get started? And now that you've pretty much taken over this, the, the second one, and now it's called Wide Open Walls, how does that compare and contrast to last year's event? So history from then until now. Well, last year's mural festival was, I think it was, it was nothing more than being inspired by walking my dog with my wife in the alleys of Sacramento. We live on the grid. I have walked every street on the grid many times from uh, all the way from A to Z, if it goes to Z, Z and one to 29. And at some point, we just decided to start walking the alleys. And I saw a lot of things different on the alleys. There were some new businesses out there. Um, there's parts of the alleys in Sacramento that look like rural America. And there are some very new um, things that are happening out there with new restaurants. But it seemed like me a perfect place to um, engage the public and put more art out there. So that idea turned into um, a favor that was asked to the Sacramento Metropolitan's Arts Commission with Shelley Willis. And it, the question was, can we fund something like this? And the idea was, yes, we could get a grant. We could pull this off. Um, things got a little bit distracted for a couple of years, and it turned out that the funding for that project wasn't around. And I said, well, I'm a fundraiser. That's what I do for a living. My company is David Sobon Events and Auctions, and I raise money for nonprofits every day. So why can't I just go raise money for this, this Sacramento Mural Festival? And that's pretty much how it started. I said, I can raise $100,000. Can we do it for that? And the answer was, we can. Um, a committee was put together. Uh, the committee was uh, members of Friends of the Arts Commission, a nonprofit. So my initial job was to raise the money, um, try to go find some walls, and the Arts Commission basically went out and hired a consultant. They hired some local artists and a lot of uh, and some international artists, and they produced the festival. Um, it was maybe my dream, my vision to get this happening and to raise the money for it, but I didn't have a ton to do with it afterwards than other than, I got to be the face of it because I came up with the idea. Um, other than that, when uh, Shelly retired um, last year, um, there was nobody to lead the Sacramento Mural Festival. Um, I had a very long talk with my wife who agreed that she would join me on this venture. I'm not sure if she still is. <laughs> you notice she's not here. <laughs> We're doing fine, but there is, we are doing really fine. 
fine. See the word fine. Um, but I, the bottom line is, it's just it, it it went from 11 murals to 40 murals this year, and over 50 participating muralists. And that's a and that's a big jump. It really, really is. So there's an amazing amount of uh, moving pieces. Having um, you know, they're staying at a fancy hotel. I really have to shout out for all of the sponsors. We have over a hundred and two sponsors, led by Visit Sacramento and this guy right here, Mike Testa. It could not happen without the community. You got to you got to cut me off because I can keep talking. <laughs> well, I did want to ask. I guess for those who don't know, what is your what is your background or your day job? Because uh, obviously, you didn't just show up on the Sacramento, uh, the Metropolitan Arts Commission without having a background in art. So just briefly. Well, briefly, um, I've had a career in fundraising, and in fundraising, I work with a lot, well, really most of the art organizations in Sacramento. I've helped them with events. My company, DSA Events, is an event planning company and auction company, and we specialize in raising uh, money for nonprofits. My family grew up, my mother grew up having an art gallery, um, so I was really fortunate to grow up around art. Um, I think one of the luckiest things I ever got to do was travel in my young adulthood. I spent almost two years traveling throughout Europe, and I think I went to every single museum out there. And I just, I mean, I just became a lover of art. I have zero talent whatsoever when it comes to putting anything down with a piece of paper. Oh, I can do, I can do modern art. How hard could it be? It's really hard, people. Seriously, I got to give so much love and respect to the people that do what they do. I am so not there, but I am a collector. Fortunately, things have gone well enough for me to be able to collect art from many of the people in this room and many of the people that you've seen displayed in this gallery. So the love of it came out from just being able to surround yourself with art. And I think the mission of this year's festival is really art for all. It's great that we're meeting in a gallery here. This is amazing. We've got this many people and there's this much art for sale, but it doesn't all have to be for sale. I think being able to create it and create it for the public, you're going to like some of these pieces that we've done this year. You're going to love some of these pieces. And my guess is some of them, yeah, you might not like so much. But I mean, that's part of it, art for all. We want to be able to create and we want to get everybody engaged, whether you're walking down the street um, with one of our walking or running tour tours that we're offering this year or bicycling down the street with one of our bicycling tours or even driving in your car. Um, art for all, I think, is really the mission. How can we put more art on the walls for more people to, uh, to enjoy? And at the same time, supporting the artists. When it really comes right down to it, most mural festivals in the world pay their artists nothing or a very, very small stipend. And our goal here is in Sacramento is to pay our artists more than any other mural festival on planet Earth, okay? So the, the, previous, the, the previous time I was here at Beanick was actually last Thursday. There was an official press conference to announce uh, wide open walls. We had uh, Congresswoman Doris Matsui Mayor uh, Daryl Steinberg, Wes, who was here uh, representing Beatnik and gave a great speech. And then our other panelists here, Mike Testa from Visit Sacramento, which is a presenting sponsor. So obviously the city of Sacramento is very focused and very uh, interested in wide open walls and street art. So I was curious, Mike, you know, how do you see wide open walls and street art in general boosting the city's viability? And are there other examples of cities that you're taking a look at as models to follow for encouraging and, and growing the art scene, street art. Sure. So 
what's interesting about Visit Sacramento, we are a, a, an economic development engine. We are not a department within the city of Sacramento. More than 80% of our funding comes from private sources, and ultimately our job is to get people to visit Sacramento. So we use a variety of methods to do that. We use traditional conventions that everybody goes to year-round. We look at sporting events. We look at leisure travelers. And oftentimes we look at what other cities are doing that are popular. And as a capital city, sometimes the definition of a capital city is a government town, not much going on, boring. So we've looked at other capital cities, and Austin, Texas is the example that we use often. Austin, Nashville, Santa Fe, all three are capital cities, but you don't think of them as capital cities because they've created an identity outside of that definition. And so in Sacramento, we started looking at what makes us different from other cities, and certainly agriculture and food, based on what grows in this region, has been a, a big part of that. But when you think about Austin, music is their hook, right? But there's so many different things going on in Austin, whether it's recreation trails, They've got a great food scene, they've got a great art scene, but music is the hook. So in Sacramento, for our marketing strategy, food and agriculture have been the hook. That's why you hear about us talking about America's Farm to Fork Capital. I know a lot of people didn't like that the water tower got painted from the city of trees to America's Farm to Fork Capital. I'm gonna digress a little bit here. The reality is there are 30 cities across the world that identify as city of trees, including six in California. It is not a unique identity, and Sacramento certainly is worthy of an identity that we can call our own. And that's where Farm to Fork really came into play. So when you talk about other cities that have done art really well, Austin is again a model to follow. They are the first municipality in Texas that had an art in public places program. They tried to combine art with some of the big civic assets. And I think Sacramento has done that well too. Again, my favorite piece of art is aligned with the convention center. That's a public piece of art. And there's a number of projects around town that do that. I think the difference in Sacramento is we haven't celebrated that enough. We haven't promoted it. It hasn't been something that we've talked about outside this community. So a big part of the reason that we got involved with David and Wide Open Walls is because um, you know, I have an arts background too. My, my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother are all artists. My mother is a ceramic artist that uh, has sold work across the country. And so, similar to David, it's, it's been a part of how I was raised. And so when I've seen it in this community, um, I always wondered why we're not telling the story more. So, from a marketing standpoint, the visual that comes with Wide Open Walls is incredibly powerful. It's something that media will be interested in across this country. And to me, and to visit Sacramento, what, what this does is, you know, we've got great buildings here. We've got great hotels. We've got rivers. We've got wonderful restaurants. But it's the artists that convey the personality of a destination. And so for us to be able to tell that story, not only in this market, but nationally, it just shows the personality of Sacramento that probably doesn't come out in traditional marketing materials. So as this city continues to mature, and I think we've all seen that over the last couple of years, we need to start telling people who we are, not just what we have, but who we are. And, and to us, Wide Open Walls helps to deliver that message. So my next question is for Raphael, and I, I know I, I felt like we corralled you onto this panel, but I really wanted him because uh, he is born and raised here in Sacramento. Uh, I At was least, born in LA, but, but raised, I was raised in Sacramento. But yep. you finished a residency uh, a fair amount of time in Montreal, which is yep. known around the world as a big center for street art. Yep. So I had two questions for you in okay. terms of while you were there, you know, how was that? being in that one of the centers of street art how did that uh, affect you i guess it's just someone living there as an artist okay. and then um my second question is i believe this is the first mural that you are doing uh, okay. a street mural how are you preparing for it how did that did that turn okay did that you know prepare you for absolutely it? i was in montreal for 40 days on an art residency um i met a gentleman out here 
it literally like landed on my doorstep. This French Canadian banker was like jogging and he got caught in the rain in Sacramento and he was underneath my studio like <laughs> shivering and, and I met this, this, this guy, I was like, hey, come on in, get dried off and uh, he's like, oh, I'm a VP for a bank and you know, anyway, years later, his bank was sponsoring a art residency for the mural festival in Montreal, which is huge and amazing and um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it, it definitely takes over the city for, for 10 days, all the art fanatics and people that are, that grew up with it, the people that have like a passion for this, they, they just come out of the woodworks. And um, you know, so I was invited as a VIP just to meet all these artists, leading into the second question, meeting all these artists. And you know, they're just like normal people with this, you know, this thing that we all, you know, Who's an artist here? I mean, I'm sure there's tons of artists, you know. I mean, raise your hand if you're, if you're a creative artist or it's connected to you in some way, you know. Fair amount of hands. So it all, yeah. So this brings the, the city to that creative vibe. And um, they love, in Montreal, they love California. It's like, you know, anything. They're like, where did you get those pants? They are so cool, dude. Like, you know, they, they just like, whatever it is, they're so like into what we're doing. So we have to dictate the trends and what is happening. And this is kind of an all-inclusive mural festival. I've never done a, a painting of this size. So I'm like, I'm gonna go start it right after this. Like my mind is like racing right now. <laughs> but at the same time, it's this nervous anticipation that only art can give you. And like no one can visualize what's gonna, I'm gonna do, no one knows. Like it's the surprise in life that's really fun to watch. You know, so anyway, um, going back to the question, like do like, is this important to have a mural festival like all the other major cities in the world? Absolutely because it is the personality of this city. Are we funny? Are we quirky? Are we tech savvy? Are we like, you know, Jose de Gregorio is making this very intergalactic, cosmic, otherworldly kind of image to take you into like another world. Like he's, he's offering some weird, you know, escape. So I think that's what we all do um, as artists, try to sell this, this escape. We're in Sacramento, these are our walls. So let's make them into like these, these portals into other places. So, yeah. And your mural is uh, 21st Street Jalapenos, is that right? It's That's on, what yeah, be? 21st Street and N and O okay. by Zelda's. So and after, by, above after the event, over to Jalapenos. Yep, combo. Um, Demetrius or Bammer, how do you want to be? Call me Bammer. Okay, Bammer. Um, so you've done murals all over. How many murals have you done in Sacramento so far? Do you, or approximately? If uh, I've done over 25. Over some 25. Are no longer standing. Some are in more private locations, uh, but over 25. So I, I'm going to ask you, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Wes can verify, but I feel like when I came here on on Thursday for the press conference, and I, I looked at the art. I felt like there's Bammer, there's Bammer, there's Bammer, there's Bammer, there's Bammer, there's Bammer. So you have a lot of art here, so, and it's very cool. I actually want that one, the bathtub one, over there in the corner, uh, so we can talk later. But um, I, I wanted to ask you the, uh, I guess the, um, the question about how you, you know, as an artist who does murals, what is involved in the process in terms of the idea that gets into your head, getting it on the wall, um, 
you know, how do you decide what you're going to paint, where to place it? How, does that change, or do you have a general uh, concept for that? So it works differently for both murals and canvas, right? You know, for murals, if somebody else is hiring me, they have a lot of influence on what happens. Of course, they hire me because they like my voice, but they have something they want to say, so they use my voice, and I'm okay with that. But as far as canvas goes, usually my canvas are inspired by dreams or, you know, might be walking down the street, might see a dog doing something. Oh, cool, I might abstract that a little bit, you know? Just things that are far beyond the imagination, right? Um, yeah, other than that, the process is, is pretty straightforward. You know, people usually call and they say, hey, we got this wall over here. Are you scared of doing something this big? And I'm like, no, no, not at all. You know, so from there, we kind of come up with a sketch and, you know, once the sketch is approved, then we kind of go from there. What's the biggest mural so far that you have done? Not including the one that, uh, that you're doing for, for a while, if that counts. What's the biggest one? The largest one I've done is actually downtown Sacramento. Um, it's not like creative art like what you guys all see surrounding you here. It's more like something really corporate. It was for the California Endowment. There's like these big balloon shapes. They're on like 15th and K. I don't know if any of you are familiar with those. Yeah? Cool. Yeah, so that was, I think, 80 feet tall. You know, I had never been on a cherry picker or a lift or anything like that before that, you know, but they told me how much they were paying, and I was like, I'm going to learn today. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I had to get over a fear of heights for that one. Um, ended up having a friend, you know, help me out, so I didn't have as much of a workload, but it was pretty fun. And where is your mural uh, going to be for WOW? Which is the one you're painting for the festival? Um, the exact address, I believe, is 6700 Mac Road. There's a furniture store off the 99 Freeway. Anybody familiar with that one? Ooh, okay. I should have some visitors then. And you can see that driving down the freeway. 100,000 cars a day are going to see Bammer. So David, back to you in terms of what you tell the artists, both local and national and international, instructions or suggestions you give them before they start painting about what to keep in mind or about you know, where they're painting it anything or is it just do whatever well I, I I gotta sort of qualify what my job description is because my job description is really one of a producer I had to hire an expert who's sitting in the back of the room here his name is Warren Brand from Branded Arts give Warren some love if you would I know that I like art I know that I like art all over the world I like many different styles but I'm far from an expert when it comes to street art um, I have specifically gone on vacations all over the world to look at street art. I think that I'm becoming a much better judge of at least what I like and what's good quality work. Um, but I look at it a little bit differently. I had to hire somebody like Warren who's done 300 projects like this around the world. I could not do it without, without an expert. Um, I was able to put together a group of friends, a group of um, artists that I respected in Sacramento, and then we reached out you know, for, for public um, uh, comment too as far as um, who else wanted to apply for the event. But when it came right down to it, I needed an awful lot of help. You know, the sponsors were help. My expertise, again, is, is raising money and being able to produce it and to be able to produce an event. So I've had, to, you know, I've had to surround myself with a lot of experts when it comes right down to it. So the sort of, I mean, to answer your question, what have I told the artists? I mean, the artists have, um, you know, some artists have had, I mean, we'd like to give everybody complete control, but we also have sponsors that need to be taken care of. Some sponsors have had input. If anybody's interested in sponsoring the mural festival, it's not too late. 
<laughs> or, or, we'll, or we'll sign you up for next year. Um, but we had some incredible sponsors, and they've had some input on some of the walls, too. It's best to give the artist just, uh, you know, 100% creative control. I know that um, in talking to Warren, we are obviously pretty crazy about this California bear. What do you think of the swag, guys? The swag? John Horton, um, one of our artists, is painting, uh, um, designed that for us. And Warren said, I need a bear in the mural festival. And I said, I know this artist. It's, he's kind of good, man. His name is Rafael Delgado, and he does bears better than anybody else on the planet. So we got a bear that's going to be 60 feet tall on top of Jalapeno's uh, restaurant on 21st in Midtown. And we are pretty excited about that. So I think if I had to say anything, it's just surround yourself with people that know what they're doing. Um, and, um, you know, if you do that and just kind of keep track and try to get more than four hours of sleep a night, I think you're going to be okay. So, yeah, so that leads into my next question. Bear, California, the star. Uh, I think it's interesting when I was promoting the event on Facebook and putting updates and researching street art, there's some cities that are very well known for street art, particularly because the art reflects the city, the culture, the people, its history, you know, the, the things it's going through. So I was in Malta, the island of Malta, for, for example, which is, you know, being inundated by uh, immigrants who are coming from the Middle East, uh, uh, North Africa, they're coming through the island of Malta on their way to Italy and, and Northern Europe. So a lot of street art there is reflecting the issues that immigration um, has, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, dub, uh, Belfast, right? The, the Peace Wall, obviously there's a lot of strife in, in Dublin. I think today the New York Times just did a, uh, a little video on Bogota, Colombia, and how a lot of the art there focuses on, you know, the indigenous people, uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, who's Colombia's most famous author. So they really, um, they take a lot of the history of a place and put it on the walls. So for Sacramento, what, uh, should Sacramento street art represent and reflect the city, its art, its history? You know, if so, how? If not, why? So this question's for all of you. Who wants to start with that? I don't, mind, I don't mind just starting real quick, quick and it's probably best answered by the artist. But, I mean, Sacramento has an incredible history. Did you guys know that there's over 700 murals that have been created in, in Sacramento? 700. So what we're really trying to do is honor what's already been done. Um, this movement was started many, many years ago, more than 40 years ago. The, uh, the Royal Chicano Air Force basically did a lot of work with posters and street art, and a lot of it had to do with um, the, the Chicano movement, and basically there was a lot of history that was being put on walls. And unfortunately, a lot of those walls don't exist anymore. But I think the, the form of street art has sort of changed, where now you're going to see fun, fanciful stuff like koi fish jumping out of water. You're going to see cartoons. Um, you're going to see beautiful portraits, but I think honoring the history is always very, very important. And um, I think that should be, whether it's the political history, whether it's the history of our nation, of our country, or a specific group of people, I think it's always very important to honor that. And I think you're going to have a chance to take a look at a lot of different artists' ideas, right? I mean, some of the artists are going to do things that are going to be very political. Um, I haven't read all the poetry on Brian Valenzuela's piece that he's doing over on 28th and R, but it's 90 feet wide, it's 25 feet tall, and it's filled with poetry. 
So if you are not familiar with Brian Valenzuela, he's right on the wall over there. There's three pieces as soon as you walk in the door. So there's always a chance for artists to express themselves. And I think none other than, I think Bammer should go next because I know he has something to say about expressing himself on the wall that he's gonna do out in Mac Road, right? I love expressing myself. That's how I make a living, right? Um, so the piece that I'm going to do, I actually haven't revealed anything yet, but it's going to have a lot to do with freedom of the mind, you know, and how sometimes we can feel like slaves based on insecurities or whatever the case may be. So hopefully you guys like what I paint. But I do have a question, actually. I mean, like for your art that you do, especially for street, for street murals, do you keep that in mind in terms of, I don't know, your history or Sacramento history or that neighborhood's history? How does that come into play, if at all, in, in some of the work that you do? Um, as far as history goes, I feel like my work is very reflective of my, of my own history, you know, kind of naturally without me trying. So it just comes out that way. Uh, yeah, maybe there might be a little bit of historical influence, you know, with kind of Hispanic culture, African-American culture in there for sure. Other than that, yeah, it's just natural. I've been through some things, been some places, seen some things, and put it out through my art. Mike? Yeah, I, I would say, first of all, credit to David. You look at the list of artists, and there's a lot of local artists, but there's a lot of artists coming from outside the area. And I think for folks who have grown up in this area, it is just natural that some of their experience in Sacramento will come out in their work. And I, to me, that's what makes one of, the, one of the things that makes this project valuable, that you're getting that influence not only of people who've grown up here, and again, it will naturally come out in their art, but the experience from people from outside the market. And as we talked about earlier, expressing the personality of a, of a city that's how it comes out. So I, I think um, you don't have to necessarily assign them what to do, and, and we do this with some of our events. We leave it to the, to the experts to interpret how they want, and that to me, obviously there's people who contract and have certain you know, visions they want to see, but I think that to me is the beauty of this, that you're the artist, we're giving you this canvas, create. Raphael? Yeah, I'm just, I mean, it's the right place right now at the right time for all the artists we're so closely, like, close to each other, meeting constantly. We're gonna bump into each other. And there's so much, um, it is, it's like the Wild West for the art. There's no major institution really just crushing the street art or the mural art. Um, anybody here, if practice and determination, you could be a, a, a great artist here in Sacramento. Nothing's really stopping us because it's so, like, go try to do a massive mural in, like, New York or Brooklyn or Oakland or, I mean, or, you know, Miami. Here, we can work directly with people. We've done tons of favors and parties and events, and we're so close in all of the movers and, you know, the peace placers here in Sacramento that it's, um, we skip a step. It's so unregulated. It goes from artist and it doesn't, like, there's not a lot of galleries. Oh, there's not a lot of galleries. There's not a lot of people trying to sell work. I mean, God bless you, Wes. This is an amazing show. Sorry, there are people. But I'm saying, and we go straight to the developers. And it's crazy because um, we have a real connection. Like, you could go buy a painting from this gentleman, like, tomorrow if you wanted to. Or Mai or anybody. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's direct. It's a very direct, you know what I mean? So we're here, you don't have to talk to my agent or, you know, but David's doing an amazing job representing us and giving us permission. If you give artists permission, that's all they need. <laughs> you know, straight up, like, anyway, get this DI. 
So I, I'm going to ask one, one more question. But while I do, for those who do have questions, if you want to start lining up at the mic, because I feel like uh, I've got a few, but I bet you guys have a bunch. So start lining up at the mic right here while I ask my question about, I guess, the mix of uh, local artists here and international artists. I don't know if there's a ratio, but I think one thing I've, I've heard from people is, you know, why, does it all, why are you bringing international people? Why can't, we've got such a good group in, local. We're, and I see, I, at least personally I see, and I, I know David's gonna answer this next, you know, the local artists are rich, but then you get the name, you get the brand, you get that international shine on Sacramento. What's the mix or what should it be in terms of inter international artists who come and may not know about Sacramento and they make their mark? and local artists who make their mark. What's the ratio or how should that work? How is it working? David. I don't know if we figured that out yet. I can tell you right now that we made a mistake last year. Last year there was twice as many international artists as there were local artists. Boo, hiss, not good. I mean, there was a, seriously, there was a lot of local artists that should have been represented and they were not. I wish I was part of that process in picking the artists. Um, and it was very, very, very frustrating for me, and I know it was very frustrating for a lot of the local artists because they made, their, they made it well known they were not happy, and they had a reason not to be happy. The, the, all, of the, uh, all of the attention was on local artists from out of the area, and um, it needed a change. So we were really, really conscious of that this year, and I don't know if we have the right ratio. I know that we have 36 local artists painting this year. And we've got a dozen internationally. Why do we include international artists? Um, there's a reason, and it, it's, it's not that it's difficult to explain, but it's, it's a reason that it, it adds notor a notoriety to what we're doing. Okuda is finishing up a piece right now, and if you want to see him when we're done, he's at the Mill and Broadway. This man is freaking brilliant. He is painted in in so many different countries. He's been on the cover of every street art and major art magazine in the world. And he came and blessed us. Warren asked him to come and he said yes. So and give it up for Warren. I mean, seriously. And Okuda is based out of Spain, is that right? Yeah, he's based out of Madrid, Spain. And he literally, he, 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 he put it, he paints so fast, it's just scary. I mean, he literally is doing a 60-foot silo, 60-foot circumference, and he's going to be done in 20 hours of painting. Um, I'm guessing Raphael's going to have the bare outline done in 20 hours. Maybe some fill. I'm giving you... And it has nothing to do with that. It really has everything to do with the question I want to be more specific. is about, about why include artists from out of the area. Um, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen more and more after this festival is they're going to want to come here. They're going to want to come paint. They want to come paint in, you know, the sixth largest um, economy in the world. They want to come paint in the capital of California. They want to hear about what's this farm to fork thing? Why is it they got 700 murals? I mean, there's so many other things. Um, it just adds to what we're doing here in Sacramento. And 
it will become a much, much more popular pace for international artists to come. And we can't do it unless we do it right. And we start and we give them the attention um, that they need. And we need to make them feel welcome. If you're out there, you know, hopefully get a chance to talk to all artists, whether they're local artists or international. Let them know how cool it is that they came and they got to come and hang out with us in Sacramento. We want them to have a blast so they tell everybody else and we can continue to get the best talent in the world to come paint in Sacramento. Raphael. We have to put us in the ring. Put us in the ring with the best in the world. We'll be all right, you know? It's, it's, that is, you know, put us in the ring, Sacramento. When, when the spotlight shines, you know, what are they gonna see? You know, they have to see where you don't know which, wood, which ones are famous and which ones are not. You know, it has to blend and curated, you know. So for, for you two, I mean, do you see this as an opportunity to collaborate or absolutely. to absolutely? Okay. The, the international homies are the best, you know. You have to know people all over the place. That, so you get invited to, you know, Montreal or, or, you know, wherever you, you know, you have to make these, uh, these, these kind of uh, ex exporting kind of, you know, this is a great production town. We have great studios and, and you know, we, ha we can talk about that in a minute, about the decline of uh, affordable studio space. But um, we have, you know, the, the market's not really there, though. So it's great to build external uh, resources outside. And, like, you know, when you meet an amazing artist, they're just famous, you know. You're just like, oh, my gosh. They're just like normal people. So it's, yeah, it's like building work with relationships with the best of the best is so healthy for the growth of this art scene. It's really like, put us in the ring, so. All right, first audience question. Yeah, um, hi, thank you. Uh, my name is Vahil. Um, I run Alter Ego's Art House underneath the Vigil Center of the Arts at the SAC LGBT Community Center. And I kind of wanted to jump on your, thank you, and Miss Victoria. Uh, wanted to jump on your uh, comment on incorporating international artists into the work that you do with local Sacramento artists. So I feature uh, LGBT artists at the center. However, I bring in non-LGBT identifying artists as well and allies um, because it, it also exposes your local artists to other work. You don't want to encapsulate yourself to say, we are going to definitely only showcase Sacramento artists because then help them get some additional influence by, by incorporating global artists. So I'm glad that you do that. And I'm, I know you got a lot of flack last year for doing it, but I, I continue to do it. Definitely focus on your local artists, but continue to bring in others. Um, my question was, um, in, in addition to the work that you're currently doing, um, I'm really excited and really looking forward to the work that I continue to see that you do. Thank you. Um, what is it that you plan on doing to continue to incorporate more of the local community into what it is that you're producing with Groundbreakers? Um, what, what is your sort of overall, like, what, like maybe like a short synopsis of what you anticipate doing to continue to incorporate the residents and the artists of Sacramento into representing the work that you're doing with like Wide Open Walls and with the Groundbreakers work? So, so getting artists and non-artists alike more involved in things like wide open walls? But the people who live here, have born here, were raised here. Okay, so um, residents in general. Right, right. Who wants to start? I'll jump in. Okay. Um, we definitely have some long-term long -term goals. I mean, we've had some growing pains this year. Um, and I think 
when it comes right down to it, it's really about the art and it is about the artist. Um, if you have not seen a copy of our program yet, there's no other mural festival in the world that is given a 40-page program dedicated to the artists. A 40-page program, literally. So you can learn about the artists. You can go on, the, you can download tonight the app in the SAC. That app has information about the artists. You'll be able to see photos every day changing of what it's like. It's literally about the artists. What can we do for the artists and the artist community to keep um, engaging them, keep on hiring them, and, keep, and get you know, other jobs? Every artist in here would be absolutely thrilled if you invested in their work and you took home a piece of art tonight. i got to give it up for Mike Testa. He bought Teresa's piece over here, the opening night. Give him some love. He's going home. He's going home, yeah, with an original piece of art. This is how artists make a living. They're not being paid enough to go work 10 days in the sun on what I can afford to pay them this year. They make a living on what's hanging on the walls, what's hanging on the walls. It might be an awful lot of money for you to invest, but invest in your first piece of original art, and you will keep on doing it forever, and you will never, ever be sorry. You'll never be sorry about um, engaging in, in art. Being able to offer programs like they do in Montreal, having artists and residents and come and learn and spend a month or two in Sacramento is, is on the list. I mentioned earlier, being able to pay artists more than any mural festival in the world is at the top of my list. Increasing the local artists. I don't know if we did too many artists this year or too many walls. I kind of have to sort of reevaluate that. I think one thing that was smart that we did do is we went into another, other neighborhoods. Everybody wants to paint in Midtown and Downtown. Bammer stepped up. He's painting on Mack Road. Mack Road needs beautiful art too. We are painting in the River District. River District, I mean, it's the homeless highway out there. Where, Ernie, is, where is the River District for those who don't know? Where, it's basically... It's between Richards Boulevard and the train tracks. So where Blue Diamond is, we've got four amazing muralists out there painting. Ernie and Lopan are going to be adding some great animation out there right off 16th Street before you come under the bridge. Um, you know, we, we, this is also about economic development. We're going to paint in areas that aren't cool like Midtown, right? They're not cool like downtown, but they need help. Um, an area in particular, the Power in Alliance, has one of the biggest investments other than um, Visit Sacramento into this event because they want people to come and look at art in their industrial neighborhood, right? An industrial neighborhood. I have over 4,000 canvases to paint and power in. 4,000 walls. They're mostly industrial walls. You know, it's not all just about the mural festival. Last year... Um, we painted, our goal was to paint a dozen walls in Jazz Alley. Jazz Alley is between J and K. We ended up doing one wall in Jazz Alley because that's all the support we had from the landlords. Five more walls have appeared in Jazz Alley since then. Those were jobs that the muralists or artists in town, they saw something like that and they went out and they went and pitched their own work. They went and pitched their own jobs. So one thing that I think the mural festival did the first year and they did well is they kind of op opened up an opportunity for more artists to get more work. Because that's what it's really all about is more artists getting more work, um, painting more walls. And, you know, when it comes right down to it, it's, uh, it's art for all. It's putting art in public places so everybody gets a chance to see it. Raphael. I was just, if you're working with artists, 
you have to encourage them to go meet um, people that they respect, mentors. How how do they you know learn their art game and it's or learn you know the language of the business and how it's actually done you know from all the way up the line from young to old the more in contact you are with it um, and you encourage just like organic friendships and just be real you know and they'll love you yeah absolutely okay okay. But thank you. Yeah, that's just what I encourage. And, and to lean on the question, I guess for Visit Sacramento too. I mean, after the mural festival is over, are there efforts? Are you thinking about you know how do we, you know, push beyond um, getting people out there to those areas to see the art, or having them collab, you know, collaborate or a cluster? Any efforts, or still thinking, like envisioning what's going to happen? Well, yeah, I think part of the investment for us is carries on throughout the year and the year after that and the year after that. This is something that as we market to different groups around the country to come to Sacramento, it's about um, how many different things you have to attract them here. And so, yes, there will be mural tours. Yes, there will be um, up close and personal things, not only during the event, but after the mural festival as well. So that to us, again, is the attraction. You know, we've got walking tours and food tours and all those types of things. And if we can add this type of visual aesthetic, not only to create that sense of place in the areas where the murals are going up, but again, that tour after the fact is something that's very valuable to us. Next question. Hi, uh, I just want to thank the organizers and the panelists for giving us the space and offering us the time. I'm really curious about what we can do to sort of um, sort of tear down the walls to give us the walls. You know, what can business, uh, nonprofits, uh, basically people that have these spaces, what can, how can we better work with them to sort of give these artists these spaces in the future? David, um, I want to be real specific about your question to make sure that I completely understand it. Do you mind repeating it? Well. Um, you know, I've sort of fell in love with street art over the last year, and I just wonder, how does it happen? Who does it? Who reaches out? And sometimes it seems like it's the artist, sometimes it's the business owner. I think some of the solutions just come from business owners, but sometimes it could be the city. Yeah, and I want to I add to that, like, who decides, I guess, or who, the collaboration on what art goes on the wall, uh, you know, how much input does the business have, and do they approach you first, or do you approach them, and how does that work? Instagram. <laughs> you, build, you build your own following, one person at a time. I mean, I don't know how to explain it better. It's one person at a time, then you slowly just, they like your art, they talk about your art. And, and the businesses come know. to you that way? The, <laughs> business, that? the businesses come to you that way? Well, I'm just saying, you know, you have to see it to believe it. So keep painting, keep making work, and, you know, and, you know, the public kind of dictates how it works. I don't know how to, it's really, it's an interesting thing. Make the most amazing work that cannot be ignored and hopefully, it, you know, Demetrius. Bammer. I would say it's a lot of word of mouth. You know, let's say you work with somebody before, you sold something to somebody before, you know, if you're a jerk, they're gonna be like, hey, this guy's a jerk, man. You know, if you're cool, they're gonna be like, hey, he's so cool. You know, and everybody's gonna be like, I wanna hire that guy, right? You know, so that's kind of how it works too. You have to be mind of, mindful of your personality along the way. You know, we kind of get caught up in our work and we want to produce the best work, but you still have to talk to people. You know, you still have to look them in the eyes and you still have to be real. So that's a big part of it too. Because I feel like, and, and maybe you, David, experienced this for the last two panels, there are some buildings that belong to banks or 
health services and they uh, are a little more, you know, they're not so, hey, yeah, just pay anything on the wall, uh, right? So how, how does that work where uh, everyone is happy, artist, business, the, everyone involved with the art that is the final product? You're living in a dream world. Everybody will not always be happy. They won't. Everybody's not going to be happy. Um, we're going to have people that are going to be disappointed with, um, you know, with their vision of, of what they want. But I think what it really comes down to it is we need support. And that support in a lot of ways is very positive and it, came from, it comes from your personal checkbook. It comes from corporate sponsors. To me, I would have to listen to no corporate sponsors telling us what to do ever. That would be ideal. But it's not, it's not really possible. There's going to be some influence on it um, as far as what kind of input they want to have on what they're done. But it really comes down to it just being about the art. This is not about um, advertising. This is not about putting somebody's logo on a, on a, on a, on a piece of art. Um, there might be some uh, political message involved. For instance, California Covered or California Endowment, one of our sponsors, they definitely have political messages they want to incorporate into their art. And I see that as positive. I really, really do. But um, when it comes to, again, it's not signage, it's art. And picking the right piece of art for the right neighborhood um, doesn't always have to be traditional art that we're doing in Oak Park. Um, you'll take a look at the work of Waylon Horner. Waylon Horner has got some freaky cool stuff out there. Well, does it belong in Oak Park because it's historically correct? Uh, hell no, but it's gorgeous art, and it belongs on a wall. It's beautiful. It's colorful. Um, I think the children, I think, I think Waylon in particular, just to, like to kind of like to single them out, it is just going to be the most magical thing that I think kids are going to want to just be attracted to. So it's about, it's about obviously artists being able to express themselves, and the more that we can let the artists express themselves, I think we're all going to be better off. And from last year to this year, uh, what's the number of businesses, I guess, that have, or organizations that have said, yeah, we'd love for you to, to we'd love to work with you on this. Has it been significantly significantly better. Last year we had 12 sponsors. This year we have 102 sponsors for the Mural Festival. Any, anyone else have anything to add to that question from the... Nope? All right, next question. Hello. Um, I have sort of comment question, but more to the people who didn't want to raise their hands when he said, who's an artist? Everyone was shy. Really, guys? Come on. So if you're an artist, I'm, I'm sort of touching you in this because we talked about art for all. I'm hearing that and I love it. Um, I'm an artist, but what I do with my art is I, I go inside. So my walls are not outside and I go into places where people can't leave. So I work in nursing homes. We call those assisted living, so it sounds nicer. But I work with seniors who have dementia and alls. We're going to end that. Um, I go into juvenile hall and I work with offenders who are... Um, on their way to prison, mostly young, what we call ethnic males. Um, and we do art. And what we do is we color with markers and paper because that's all we have access to. So some of what I um, am interested in, in sharing is that art for all is very alive right now. And what you, sir, I'm so excited to meet you and shake your hand later, 
what you did um, by last year's mural festival, someone on Instagram had a wall, Snowline Hospice, had a wall that said, before I die, I wrote, I want to host an art show. I connected with Snowline Hospice. They connected me to City of Sacramento's adult um, senior program called Triple R that works with adults who do um, day programming for dementia and Alzheimer's specifically. They brought me on as an artist to come and share art so that we could touch on what someone in Denver, Colorado did called Seniors Who Spray. And we are bringing a group of seniors to come watch some of the art go up. And as it goes up, we're gonna talk about that. I'm actually gonna bring a group, I hope on Friday if our bus works out, um, into Leave Your Mark so they can come check out the swag, so they can come check out some of the stuff. And I do post everything on Instagram, so it, you get to see seniors doing art, art for everyone. But there are opportunities because they write grants specifically for organizations who already exist, nonprofits that are already going and cultivating energy in our community. They write grants so they can hire artists. You don't need to be anything other than capable of creating art. And if you're capable of creating art, you can coordinate with these organizations and you can start something for yourself where you're serving this community. So I'm very Sacramento proud. I'm from Rancho Cordova, and I'm moving things in our area because of what you guys are doing. So inside, where no one really gets to see it, it's still growing, and it's cultivating change in this community because through art, we can love each other and communicate how to become better people by sending messages to each other about what we want to see in this city. So I'm just so thankful that y'all are here and doing what you're doing. And um, how can we, this is my question, how can we remove, and I think this is kind of what the other gentleman was trying to touch on. There's so much red tape. I'm an artist. I don't, I don't want to come to 17 meetings and talk about it all day. I want to go paint. Like, you know what I'm saying? How can we cut red tape from trying to get um, sort of rubber to meet the road when it comes to infiltrating this into ways that the city itself can help cultivate artists in connection with organizations that are interested in art. Does that kind of make sense, what the question is? So getting artists more involved with organizations, with businesses, with anything. I mean, any my connections are through the district attorney's office and Dignity Health. My connections for art are through City of Sacramento's adult day program. So there are all kinds of existing organizations. How do we merge the artists with those existing organizations that in Sacramento are already, like, you know, they have programming to bring art to people, but they don't have artists that they can utilize. Does that make sense? I think, you just, I think you just did. There's a lot of business <laughs> professionals here. There's people of all walks of life. I see some very, you know, successful people here. You know, you kind of just keep, uh, you know, saying your message till it's, you're synonymous with it, you know? And it, it, if it's about connecting these two um, kind of types of art, you know, it's just the passion. You have it, you know what I mean? You have it, so it's, People, you know, just meet more people, I guess. Go to art events. Go, you know, be brave and, you know, talk to people. And um, 
ask. Say, don't be shy so, when you're yeah, at the event. <laughs> you're not, so you're not shy. So. Yeah, anyway. So. And I think you also have to find people who are willing to push. You know, yeah. uh, one of the things we, we worked with uh, the organizers of the Aftershock Music Festival in Discovery Park. It's a, a hard rock, heavy metal festival. And a lot of people said, oh, that music's bad. It's, it's too loud. We won't like it. And we had 25,000 people a day who argued differently. And the response on our end was, Big cities hold music festivals. If you look at San Francisco, you look at Chicago, you look at Golden Gate Park, there are music festivals there year-round, and it impacts those neighborhoods there. But you live near a park. Things are going to happen there. And I think same with Farm to Fork. When we initially pushed the city to declare us America's Farm to Fork capital, there was, well, we need to meet about that. We need to go back and make sure we can do this. And Patrick Mulvaney said, no, this is what we always do. We just need to do this. This is the right thing, and here's why. And he was able to, in some ways, bully some of the politicians to get it done. And so I think you need to find those champions who believe in it and who want to see this city move forward and want to make sure that the people who are creating and the people who are really, again, carving the personality of the city have a platform to do that. So um, there are plenty of champions out there who are willing to fight that fight. And I, and I wanted to, well, and, and then I'll let you, David, go, because there was one thing I did put on a Facebook post when I was looking for, uh, you know, post to promote the event. I came across this gallery in San Francisco, First Amendment, I think a guy who works in real estate who loves street art, and, and turned this gallery into something that offers, besides tours, team building graffiti workshops for, like, uh, Twitter goes there, Facebook, you know, team building. But also they offer graffiti classes, like tagging classes, to the public. So I thought that was very cool. I don't know, maybe there is something like that in Sacramento, but it seemed like a very interesting way to get people, residents, whoever, more involved in making art, understanding street art. So I was just wondering if there's anything like that, or maybe is that something that could work here in Sacramento? Maybe. Okay, food for thought. But David, did you want to add to, did you want to answer that question there, or...? Um, uh, maybe not in that question, but I just kind of want to just uh, just step back a little bit. You know, when we were talking about looking at support for artists and um, the nonprofit community, you mentioned that um, you're working with a nonprofit. This year, we were able to engage with four different nonprofits: Friends of the Arts, um, TLCS, DDSO, and Soul Collective. Um, and all of them are being supported um, either financially, you'll be able to donate to those um, organizations during the festival. There's funds that are being raised for them and, there are, and their artists are being supported. So every year we'll be looking for additional um, art organizations and these are not necessarily art organizations, but they're organizations that are nonprofit that have an art tie in them. In other words, uh, DDSO, Developmentally Disabled Adults, has an incredible art program that's not all they do, but we were able to support them and they were able to, to raise, I think they're over $30,000 right now supporting their program through the Mural Festival. So, Next question. Hi, so I think our mayor said it the best uh, most recently when he said in Sacramento, we paint walls to bring people in, we don't build walls to keep people out. And one of the things that I think is so great about this particular festival is the title of it, which I don't think is coincidental. So my question is actually three-pronged. I want to know the idea behind titling the festival Wide Open Walls. Um, Mike, I think specifically to you as we talk about in this political climate about sanctuary cities, how that might impact Sacramento's economic bottom line. And then for the artists, I would like to hear about if the current political rhetoric uh, impacts your artistic interpretation and, and what it is that you like to convey through your art. 
Well, I can address the name of the, uh, the festival, and you're absolutely right. Um, I believe that my wife gets credit for it, but when it comes right down to it, um, we decided on that festival during an election time, and the idea of building a wall to keep people out uh, scared the hell out of me. Um, and when it came time to change the uh, idea from um, the Sacramento Mural Festival to brand it not just about Sacramento, I realize branding Sacramento is very important, but there's other communities that have reached out, whether that's Citrus Heights or Rancho Cordova, Roseville, even Davis. They all want to be involved in an event like this. And I thought it was really important about the wide open walls. There was just a lot more, I think, political uh, whether you're using your imagination of what it could mean to you, but I think it means an awful lot to an awful lot of different people. And I think we came up with a pretty good idea. What do you guys think? Wide open walls? I think Mike. for the, the politics and Sanctuary City and, and all those things, we are recognized as one of the most diverse cities in the country. Our population is made up of people from all over this world. And the idea that we would limit that or censor that or not celebrate that is not who Sacramento is. So I think, you know, again, you, you play to your strengths and our strengths, one of our strengths is diversity. So that is a platform of who the city is, not only in the people, but in the art that we create, in the food that we serve, in the neighborhoods that we have. So um, it's something that we will continue to celebrate from a, a visitation standpoint as well. Bammer. I think events like this are great for a place like this because it boosts the esteem of an entire community of people. You know, there's artists out there who even if they aren't working in the mural festival, they see it's happening and they now see, oh, there's a platform for what I do. You know, so they'll take it a lot further now, right? Rafael. Yeah, it's authentic. I mean, whether I like it or not, whether, you know, I'm just doodling or whether it's a massive mural, this is Sacramento art. It has no choice to retain the characteristics of the region that it's from, you know? So it's, it is wide open. It's not, you know, it's coming straight direct to you, but it's, um, yeah, this is Sacramento art, Latino art, um, whatever you want to call it, but this is the export that we're trying to get out of this region into the rest of the world. So, hopefully, you know, that's where we're at. So this is going to be your last audience question, and then I have one. And I just, just want to remind you guys that t white ticket that you got when you checked in or paid, that's a raffle ticket. We're going to raffle off two awesome prizes at the very end of the panel, so stay put. So next question. Oh, wait, uh, uh, but Raphael wanted to add something. I, I have to leave. Uh, okay. I, I have pa wet paint, as they say. But <laughs> He's got to go paint. Thank, thank I just you. want to thank everyone for the opportunity to speak here today. And I, I encourage you to just keep continue to, to support the arts with uh, encouragement and support. And um, I'm honored to be here. So thank, thank you. Thank you for coming. Yes, thank you. Hopefully the next audience question was not specifically for Rafael. It was, so I'm oh. out of here. <laughs> no, um, I actually moved to Sacramento in 2006 briefly. I'm an artist, I painted around the world. I wasn't digging it and I left and then my, my homegirl Becky was like, you gotta come back to SAC, you gotta come to SAC and I was like, um, really? And just this week, I'm just getting here this week, I'm an MC, a painter, on Monday, I was, we went, she brought me to this corner, this thing called Intersections, and there was like a lot of MCs out there. It was dope. And then she said, you gotta you got come to this thing tonight. I wasn't really into it. I was like, I don't wanna go out. I came out, my question is, um, when did this happen in Sacramento? 
And my second part of that is, can I paint next year? We would, we'd absolutely to love to see your portfolio. Please apply. I think applications will, uh, will start back uh, in, uh, let's just say October, November. But yeah, keep, a, keep an eye on the website. It is wideopenwalls916.com. On that website, you can obviously read all the bios. You can check out the map. Um, sponsorship information, tickets to the wall ball, the big party that's coming up. The wall ball is um, August 19th, Saturday, August 19th. There's information in the back. But, yes, please apply. When did this happen? Yeah. Um, it's like when people quit smoking cigarettes. I yeah. was like, when did that happen? You know, Mike, Mike Testa, when I, when I brought him this idea, and it wasn't just this year, but it was last year, too, about, you know, the idea of what could this mural festival end up being. And his response was, was enthusiastic, but it was also like, okay, well, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of great ideas. Who's going to do it, right? There's a lot of great ideas. You need to have people, and not to, not to pat myself on the back, because there's been many, many other individuals that have done some pretty incredible things and have moved it forward. I mean, take a look at just what, you know, Ali Yusefi has done with the, Weres, the Warehouse Artist Loft. That was an abandoned warehouse on R Street. Have you guys seen R Street and what's happening? I mean, you've got to give some love to the developers with vision. I mean, him and Fulcrum and, and, and Friedman and some of these other incredible projects that are happening around um, with Bay Mary. There's amazing opportunities coming up for artists and inexpensive places to live. And you've got to, um, again, give credit to some of the developers and some of the visionaries that are out there that are, that are literally pushing and pushing and pushing you know, to make this town cool. Um, we've got a cool mayor. We had a very cool mayor, Kevin Johnson. His, his goal was to make this city cool. And now we've got somebody with the, with the uh, I think, um, a, a lot of backbone that can help finance some of this cool stuff, you know, um, and make money available. They've increased the budget for the Arts Commission. They've got a grant program that just ended. That there's another $500,000 available to artists. So it's having visionary leaders um, and people that are willing to, sleep four hours a night, work their ass off, and, and hopefully end up making a big impact. But welcome back to Sacramento. We hope you can uh, join us next year. Great. I also wanted to add, um, me and my fam, we used to throw a, a festival in San Francisco called Power to the Peaceful every single year. And it was like really rocking. I'm loving Sacramento, so I guess um, that's dope. And Bammer, I'll be seeing your thing every, through, everywhere. So I want to link with you for sure. And the other dude that left. Thank and I think Mike wanted to add something to yeah, that. Yeah, I just wanted to say... Um, I don't know how long you were here when you were here last time, but it's always been here in Sacramento. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I just want to recognize David. You know, as he said, I have people come into our office 20, 30 times a year and pitch us great ideas of things that they want to do. And I can count on one hand how often that actually happens. Great ideas are only great ideas if somebody's willing to take them off the piece of paper that they're written on. And I think David has done an incredible job and has been so passionate to make this thing happen. And, and it is people like David who have that force to say, we're doing this. And I don't know if you know David, but he is relentless, man. Uh, he, the sponsorship that I get started like here, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I guess we're paying for that too. He just, he, it, the passion he has is contagious, and that's what you need in a community to make these kinds of visions become a reality. So kudos to you. So last question before we wrap it up and, and raffle. Um, when the event ends on August 20th, what do the three of you envision, want to envision? You know, you, aiming as high as you, as you can see or, you know, just little steps. 
uh, a year from now or going forward, what, what do you see after August 20th? What do you want to see happen uh, for street art in Sacramento? I see a beach. I see a beach, I see waves, and I see the sand. That's all I can see. That's and, what I'm and focusing on. And then when on. you come back. And then when I come back, that's probably a better, that's probably a better, uh, a better question. Um, we definitely have a long-term plan and a long-term goal. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be bigger and bigger every year. I think it needs to involve and engage more of the community, right? This year, we added buskers. You're going to see hundreds of buskers out at our events. We've got tours to be able to offer you know, stipends to artists that are coming in. We have bloggers coming in from around the world to come talk about this. We've got, uh, we made the New York Times the other day, right? It's all about, it doesn't necessarily have to be bigger to be better. I think it just it can continue to be um, even better organized and more focused on more involving more nonprofits and involving um, other groups that can help and participate, involving a bigger com financial commitment from my sponsors like Visit Sacramento next year. Um, so we can do so we can do things. Thank you for not and clapping for that. <laughs> like you said, I can sell. Um, I think it's just uh, increasing the vision. And if you guys have any input, um, we'd love to hear about it, but not until the festival is over, if you can bear with me. But my, my email is, is very, very uh, public, and um, there'll always be a place to comment and um, add critiques and criticism and um, new ideas of how we can always continue to make this better. Mike. Uh, you know, I think last year when David first pitched the idea, it sounded like it was kind of cool. And then when you saw it on the walls, it was amazing. I mean, I, I think Wide Open Walls, wow, was a perfect name for it. So uh, I think what we see in the future is the growth to go from 10 to 40. What happens next year? What happens five years down the road? As David said, suddenly we have not only a downtown and a midtown full of, full of murals, but an entire city and an entire region. So I think that's what we look forward to is what this ultimately grows into. And, and it creates the artistic reputation for Sacramento that it deserves. Mamory, the last word. I think I'm just as curious as everybody else when I want to see what this actually attracts for Sacramento. So I'm just looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for talking and thank you for coming. This has been great, great discussion. You've been listening to California Groundbreakers. Tonight's Wide Open Walls conversation was held on August 9th, 2017 at Beatnik Studios. Our thanks to panelists Mike Testa, David Soban, Raphael Delgado, and Bammer the Artist for coming out. Thanks also to Roostaller Beer and Burley Beverages for providing the drinks, and to Purple Pig Eats for serving up the sliders. A special thanks to Wes Davis for opening up Beatnik Studios for this event, and our continued thanks to California Groundbreakers advisors Scott Eggert, Nicole Grant Krieg, Jennifer Manuel, Jonna Phillips, and Tiffany Sharp for helping to put this event together. And of course, thanks to you for listening. Find out when our next event is by going to our website, californiagroundbreakers.org. <laughs>